us to Parvis Press. The Parvis Press series started in episode 89. If you missed 89, go search for Sci-Fi Thoughts Parvis to find it. In this episode, we'll talk about the Paradox Shift. A steampunk, epic fantasy, sci-fi mashup, and Necropolis PD, an urban fantasy that's macabre and engaging. Or do you identify the type of science fiction that you publish to any particular genres? We have started with uh, military science fiction, urban fantasy, right? And our catalog is branching forward. So in the next 12 months, uh, we're doing some more urban fantasy. We're doing some science fiction. Uh, we're doubling down on the steampunk uh, series that, that R.J. Theodore has been working on the Paradox Shift. So in the next year or so, you're going to see us kind of building an urban fantasy list, introducing our first epic fantasy, but it's on the darker end, and then military and space opera. I think realistically the only area that you won't see us go in the near future is hard SF, largely because my personal taste is is it's hard to keep me happy with hard SF, right? Because it's got to be really, really, really good. Ryan, who's one of our owners, is more of a pop culture you know, popcorn movie um, slash literature. It's a weird mix, but, you know, he likes classic literature and Buffy. Um, so that's, <laughs> that's where his interests lie. And Kaylin is a little bit more into the, more towards the science fiction, more towards the, the character-driven relationship stuff. So at the moment, we don't have an editor on staff who really champions hard SF. Necropolis PD by Nathan Sumption. It's an urban fantasy. It's kind of a hidden world. It's like a cross between Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere and The Dresden Files by Jim Butcher. So it's really cool. It, it came in as a submission. Like every once in a while, I get something in the submissions box and I look at the, the query email and I'm like, please make this book be as good as the pitch because <laughs> um, so the tagline that was just in the query was how do you solve a murder in the city of the dead? Oh, nice. Yeah. Which is awesome. So it's actually on the front cover, the top right above the title. It's, it's an amazing, amazing debut novel. And it's one of these, it's just one of these books where I hope that we do a as good a job trying to find an audience for Nathan as he deserves because this thing is fantastic. It's about a, a young man in his 20s that just kind of turns the wrong corner and finds out that there's hid this hidden world beneath us where when people die and they aren't quite ready to pass on, they just collect here. <laughs> it's a city that's made up of forgotten buildings and forgotten parts of cities. So that house in the town that you grew up on that used to scare the bejeebus out of you because it was vacant so long and everyone just kind of forgot about it. And one day it just slips out of the world and down into the necropolis. So it's such 
I can't, I cannot oversell this book. Everyone should buy it on Acropolis PD. You can get it wherever you want to buy books. So again, we, we've got a national distributor now, the US and Canada. So walk into your bookstore, walk into your library, grab a copy. It's so very good. Necropolis PD by Nathan Sumption. Jacob Green is the only living person trapped in a city where everyone is already dead. A city concealed from the modern world, made up of forgotten buildings, pathways, and spaces, in a world that has long moved beyond the needs of the living. Every day is a struggle for survival. But when an unusual string of crimes hits the city, Jacob becomes a prime suspect. To clear his name, he'll have to team up with the Necropolis PD and solve the mystery. Someone or something is killing the dead. And if he can't figure out who's responsible, he'll be the next victim. In this dark, richly imagined novel is a Neverwhere meets Dresden Files with a pinch of grim Fandango thrown in for good measure. I love R.J. Theodore Flotsam's, or Flotsam's uh, cover. The cover art for that is super, super good. That's by Julie Dillon did the cover art for Flotsam, and she is insanely talented. It's got a woman at the prow of a wooden ship. A buccaneer stance meets some alien landscape. The second book of the Paradox Shift, so Salvage. This cover has a floating bluish colored ship at dry dock at what looks like a city in the cliffs. Captain Talis just wants to keep her airship crew from starving and maybe scrape up enough cash for some badly needed repairs. When an anonymous client offers a small fortune to root through a pile of atmospheric wreckage, it seems like an easy payday. The job yields an ancient ring, a forbidden secret, and a host of deadly enemies. Now on the run from the cultists with powerful allies, Talus needs to unload the ring as quickly as possible. Her desperate search for a buyer and the fallout from her discovery leads to a planetary battle between a secret society, alien forces, and even the gods themselves. Talus and her crew have just one desperate chance to make things right before their potential big score destroys them all. Union Earth Privateer series, uh, Scott Warren's trilogy is going to close out. In the far future, alien technology captured by the Union Earth privateers has fueled Earth's tenuous expansion from a single planet to a handful of systems across the Orion Spur. Victoria Marine, captain of the UE Condor, and her crew of vultures have been running dry for months, in danger of losing her command and her credibility if she can't locate fresh salvage. She locks onto the distress signal of an alien ship in hopes of valuable cargo. 
What she finds instead is first Prince Tavarum, the heir apparent to one of the largest empires in known space. Tavarum's ship has been crippled after narrowly escaping an ambush, and his would-be assassin is coming in to finish the job. The Vultures launch a high-risk mission to rescue the Prince and recover every last scrap of Xenotech they can before the Hunter catches up to his prey. But there are more dangers than notorious interstellar assassins when it comes to ferrying alien princes across the stars. And Victoria must contend with dangerous alliances, old grudges, and even her own government if she means to bring her crew home alive. Whether she succeeds or fails, the consequences of her choices will affect the path of all humanity. I do this every day with the hopes that I'm working at least as hard as they did on these awesome books because it takes a hell of a lot of effort to string tens of thousands of words together into a coherent and compelling story that some random person is going to throw on their iPad before they go to the beach. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's that's the racket though, bro. Yeah, but thank you for that. That's that's awesome. And audience, yeah. yes, go check out parvispress.com. The, the URL will be in the show notes. However you found sci-fi thoughts, be it iTunes, Stitcher, or any of the other podcast aggregation services, if you've enjoyed the show, go ahead and do us a favor. Go to wherever you get this podcast and leave us a review, even clicking a few stars. And this will help out the show in many ways. This is the last episode of the Parvis Press series. If you want to go to the first episode, it started in episode 89. So go to your favorite search engine, type in Lancer, Sci-Fi Thoughts Archive, and you will be able to find episode 89. And for those of you who are using a podcast player, you can go to your show notes and you will have links to the books and other things that we've talked about in this episode. So go ahead, tap, tap, tap.